The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yao and I am joined by Mo Patton, Coach Mike, Andrew Moore, the lustrous potentate, and the intern. That's always fun. Andrew, do you have any idea what we're talking about when we talk about the illustrious potentate? He has no idea. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> he said it sounds fun, though. <laughs> I just wish I had the power that the title sounds like I've got. <laughs> you can literally turn our mics off. Yeah, well, I, so yes, I do, ha- I do have a little more there. So there you have you some power. <laughs> Speaking of mics, Andrew, push yours closer to you. Yeah, you should, you know, there you go. be part of the show. Yeah. Enjoy it. Always speaking to the mic, right? Speaking yeah, to the yeah. mic. Don't, you yeah. don't have to yell. <laughs> we have no a mic. For that. Nope. No need to yell. I just wish that we we do need to get a little bit higher chair, apparently, for because for that microphone. Yeah, that's just, or, or a couple of telephone books, one that, or the that, other. That, micro, yeah. that microphone stand has kind of a mind of its own. So Kind of like mine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's insane. You can even, it, I don't know if you can see it on camera, but you it can. just, yeah. It's yeah. it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, it's uh, you can't have everything. I mean, that's what you get when you're in you know Dan Jane's old office. You just you get what you get. I don't think in. Dan had anything to do with this. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> oh, we are so excited that you that you came back with us for hour number two, as we are pumped to bring you a second week in a row of. The Nashville Sounds segment on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. We have Nashville Sounds play-by-play voice, Jeff Hem. Jeff, thanks for coming on with us and and, and for listening to our ridiculousness. <laughs> it's good to be back with you guys. And uh, you know, I'm just curious when when you guys are testing out your mics, do you say like check one two testing testing? Why do we always say that? It's like that's the default. For, uh, for doing microphone checks, but I digress. Well, so we have a coach, Mike. So it's Mike, Mike check, Mike check, and then he's and check then he Mike. and then he always tells us that it's in the mail, and I don't know. <laughs> Mike's got the check. Well, checks, I appreciate though. you guys having me back on this week. It's good to good to talk with you again. Well, and it seems that this week has gone a little bit better than last week if for no other reason than all of the games have been played to this point. Yeah, it's we're finding a nice little rhythm here. It's great. It's uh, it feels pretty normal. It's nice to be uh, 
we got one road series in the books and now halfway through our first home series of the year with Memphis in town. And, um, man, it's just it's so much fun. And, and tonight's our first night where the ballpark capacity goes from 40% to near 100%. And uh, the weather is going to be beautiful this weekend. And the Brewers uh, have a lot of guys on rehab assignment with us, including tonight, recent National League MVP Christian Gelich who's going to bat second and play uh, at least a few innings in left field tonight to get a couple of at-bats. So we got uh, we got a team that's hot. we got great weather. The ballpark is opening up. I mean, it's just a, it's a really good Friday. And a great win last night, 8-2 over Memphis, second win in a row um, over the Redbirds. Um, one familiar name in, in particular, because I remember being at American Family Field or Miller Park or whatever it goes by that – that Major League Baseball Stadium in Milwaukee, and seeing um, Keston Hira, and I thought he was going to be a career major leaguer at that point, hit two doubles for the Sounds last night in an 8-2 victory. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think I think to your point, he still very much can be a, a big leaguer for a long, long time. The Brewers have not, have not soured on him. He just got off to a slow start this year, and... You know, in, in 2019, we saw him as a visiting player at AAA for Milwaukee. He was with San Antonio. He went up in the middle of May, and if you look at his big league numbers in 2019, they were really good. But mixed in there, he did go back to AAA at one point uh, to, to work on some things and to kind of get hot again and get regular at-bats and went up again. So it's it's not uncommon. Uh, it's it, You know, the guys who get to the big leagues from AAA and never go back to AAA again in their career, that's a, that's a pretty small list. And it, and the list of guys who do go down and back up includes some guys who've had Hall of Fame careers. I mean, uh, Greg Maddox always comes to mind in a conversation like that. And I'm not saying Hero's going to have a Hall of Fame career, but, you know, there were some struggles in the minor leagues for Maddox. I remember that from back in the day. And he's certainly not the only one. So, uh, Hero was struggling. It got to the point where the Brewers started using him as a pinch hitter. They kind of took him out of the lineup, and then they finally said, you know what, we need to send you to AAA. Let's let you play regularly, take some of the pressure off, take a deep breath, work on a couple things. And he just debuted last night and put a couple of really nice swings on a couple of doubles. One, he pulled down the left field line, and one was just a, a majestic shot, one hopping the wall to the opposite field and right center. He's got, a, he's got a great swing. He's so talented. He was a first-round pick just a few years ago. All the tools are there. And uh, we're just lucky to have him from a purely a sounds perspective. He makes the lineup better at AAA. We know he's got bigger goals in mind, and uh, we may not see him long because he's got all the talent in the world to be a long-time big leaguer. Played at the University of Miami. Is that right? Uh, no, he's a California guy. Okay. He, uh, I want to say it was UC Riverside, I believe. Okay, my fault. I'm got him confused with somebody but um um had a couple of home runs last night one by a guy trying to do his um waskar enoa imitation i guess <laughs> um reliever bubba bubba derby i guess yeah. his nickname is home run <laughs> yeah that's right exactly yeah there were a lot of derby jokes going on around social media last night after that that was pretty cool he uh you know, he's got some hitting experience. It, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, the last several years, the Sounds were an A's affiliate and then Rangers affiliate. And so the DH was always huge. Right. And this is a this is kind of a renewal concept for, for me as the broadcaster. You know, you're trying to kind of play along with the manager to report as the situations unfold for the listeners. 
And this is a, you know, it's, it's back to where we were with Milwaukee the last time when I first joined the Sounds in, in 2012, where you do get the double switches and the pinch hitting. And, and you know, it, it, I, I know the whole should pitchers be hitting in Major League Baseball is a, is a hot topic and is the universal DH going to come into play. But from a strategy standpoint, I think it's fun to have the double switches and the pinch hitting. Um, I agree with the idea that you don't want pitchers getting hurt trying to put down bunts and take swings. So it's not like I'm against the idea of the universal DH, but the announcer in me loves the strategy for the managers involved in trying to map out their lineups. And it got to a point last night where Blaine Hardy had gone his five innings. The pitcher spot was coming up. Uh, the sounds didn't, I don't think, want to double switch because they've got so many priority guys in the lineup with these rehabbers and then some prospects. So I think Rick Sweet figured, you know, Bubba Derby's going to go multiple innings. I'm just going to have him hit for Hardy because Bubba has a lot of hitting experience having been at AAA a couple of times where the pitchers do hit if you get two National League affiliated teams involved like we right now have Brewers playing Cardinals. So uh, he, he stood in there and hit his first career home run. He is a 200 hitter as, as, a, a, pitch as hitter. a pitcher hitter. That's well, so yeah, weird. yeah. I mean, he's a he's a 200 career hitter as a as a pitcher because they do get chances. So it's not like he'd never had a hit before, but he'd never had a homer. And he hit it to right center, which is not an easy part of our park to get it out. It was uh, it was pretty cool, I, I guess to say. And the, and the dugout was loving it. And uh, I know the team is still having that as a topic of conversation here today. Well, and, you know, a lot of people don't understand how important, you know, momentum is. But you're in a 2-2 tie. You're, uh, you send a pitcher to the to the dish for a to pinch hit. They hit a jack. I mean, that's that's all all that's going to do is make your entire team excited. And it did because they didn't give up any more runs and they went eight to two in front of nearly four thousand fans, uh, yeah. which I'm sure was nice to hear. I bet that place yeah, was getting rowdy. For sure. And, I, you know, to your point, I think it, think about the opposing pitcher's mindset. He's like, oh, okay, I'm just facing a reliever here. And he gets taken deep. I mean, if that doesn't get you off your game for a couple of hitters, I'm not I'm not sure what would. And, and it did lead to more than just that home run in that inning. And uh, like you said, the sounds never – never looked back and uh that the guy on the mound for the redbirds was already kind of struggling and you you add that to the equation and that's that's a pretty demoralizing moment for the opposing team and a fun moment for the south visiting on the parks motor sales hotline with nashville sounds play-by-play announcer jeff Hem. the sounds are in the midst of a six-game series with visiting memphis they play again tonight at six thirty-five. um before continuing their homestand next Tuesday against the Gwinnett Stripers, the Atlanta Braves AAA affiliate, and we'll talk more about that in a second. But, um, Jeff, when you say First Horizon Park is going from 40% capacity to near 100% capacity, what does near constitute for, for the fans that may want to try to come out tonight and the rest yep. of the weekend? Great question, and and we've got all the details on the website, of course, NashvilleSounds.com, but we are reserving a few sections for pod-style, socially distanced seating for fans who still want that and, and don't want to feel like they now don't have an opportunity to come out to the game if, if they're looking for that uh, opportunity for pod-style seating. So 
Uh, the ballpark capacity is about 10,000. We've gone over that because the berms and grass berm and, and standing room only and all that. So anything 10,000 and above is a sellout, and we've been at 40% the last few nights. And so essentially we're like 98, 99%. Uh, capacity now going forward beginning tonight because we're not going to sell out those every seat in those pod style sections. So it's pretty close to 100% capacity. So people who want to socially distance will still be able to then basically. Exactly. Yep. Yep. They'll be, they can buy a set of two, four or six tickets. And in, and in those sections, uh, they will be no closer than, than six feet. Uh, to anybody else around them in, in those pods. Essentially, what we've done in the ballpark wide the last few nights, we will now continue that in a few different sections. I think it's two on each side, first base and third base side, uh, for those setups, and, and then the rest is uh, is what we're used to. That's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, that that is one way to include everyone who, you know, may still, like you said, may not feel comfortable being in right next to some folks, and that's – well done. Well done. I don't know if that was yeah, uh, if that was something think, you guys thought of or if it was something minor league wide, but the, if it was you guys, kudos. Uh, yeah, it, well, it's just I think a lot of venues are, are going that route. I don't just get from kind of following from afar of MLB parks and, you know, the, I know the Predators are looking at a bigger increase now for their postseason games. It's just uh, I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's the safe thing to do. And this all happened really fast. I mean, it was not long ago that we were preparing in the Sounds front office to open at about 25% capacity and having that indefinitely. And then about a, let's see, about a week or so before we were going to be going to Toledo, we started to hear, hey, we're going to be more like 40% for opening day for our home opener. And we're thinking, okay, great. That's, that's a step in the right direction. And then from there, it happened pretty quickly that it was going to go from that 40 to 100. It got really complicated for the ticketing system to get ready for tonight, but also have the totally different setup for, for last night and for Tuesday and Wednesday. So uh, we, we tried to get it for 100, near 100% just starting with this past Tuesday from a from a simplicity standpoint and a messaging standpoint, but we were obligated to, to stick it at 40 for the last few nights. So now tonight it, it will open up. So it's been an interesting evolution the last few weeks of how that that dramatic uh, increase happened and the restrictions coming off. But um, it, it's all it's all for good reason. And even though we're at near 100% tonight, it, it doesn't take away uh, the safety component uh, for our fans. Uh, for example, ballpark employees and the concession employees, I believe, are still going to be required to wear facial coverings. Uh, and and we'll still have the hand sanitizer, and we're still going to do all the protocols necessary to keep this thing going in the right direction because, obviously, no one wants this to turn and go back in the opposite direction. So in order to do that, we've got to keep abiding by both Metro guidance and MLB protocols, and we'll do that. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Sounds play-by-play announcer Jeff Hem, uh, the Sounds will face Memphis in the – fourth game of this six-game series tonight at 635 at First Horizon Park. As Jeff mentioned, Christian Yelich getting the start in left field for the Sounds tonight. That series will wrap up with a 635 game tomorrow night and then a 205 afternoon game on Sunday. Um, Off Monday, Gwinnett comes in for a six-game series starting on Tuesday. 
Chris and I are heartbroken, Jeff, that there will be no rehab assignment for Braves pitcher Mike Soroka. Yeah. We were kind of thinking, hoping that that might be the case next week. Um, Obviously, the news of the exploratory surgery on his Achilles kind of takes care of that. Was that something that was in the back of you guys' mind as well? Not specific to Soroka, I don't think, but I can tell you we are we are thrilled to have Lynette as an opponent this year. I mean, I don't. The sounds went to AAA in the mid '80s, and we I don't think we have ever played a, a AAA Braves affiliate. I feel like back in the late '70s when the sounds first started as AA, they they played uh, a Braves affiliate. But, but either way, it's been a long, long time since the Sounds have played a game against an Atlanta Braves affiliate. I can, and, I know, can we, tell you that they have never played a Braves AAA affiliate because... I didn't think so. It was Richmond back it was, in the day, right? It was Richmond, and Richmond was in the International League, and, and yeah. the Sounds were either in the American Association or in the PCL. Yeah. So, no, yeah. that's that has never taken place at the AAA level. So, um, it's yeah. going to be exciting. I mean, it's great. It is. It's, you know, obviously we know who our side is rooting for and wanting to win, but we recognize, we talked about this a little bit last week, we recognize that there are a lot of reasons that a fan uh, may want to come to our ballpark. And there are plenty of Braves fans, you guys know it well, in Middle Tennessee. So to have that as an element this year in this new AAA East is awesome. I think we've got Gwinnett coming in twice, if I'm not mistaken, and I know we go there multiple times this year. Um, and, and I just purely kind of selfishly as, as a broadcaster, I'm looking forward to it because uh, I want to see good players play. And the Braves have a wonderful track record of player development. I mean, if you look at their roster the last several years, pretty homegrown. And, uh, and, and you know, our team has two guys in Chad Sabatka and Patrick Weigel. Who just got, Weigel just got sent down by the Brewers yesterday. Those are the two guys the Brewers got from Atlanta in the Orlando Arcia trade. There's, there are reasons why uh, a lot of teams like to make trades with Atlanta. They know what they're doing with player development. So I expect we'll see a talented Gwinnett team, and uh, and I know the sounds are going to be ready, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, you know some of those Braves farm system players. We The Rangers made a trade with Atlanta a couple of times in 2019, and we saw uh, Colby Allard come through. Uh, and I believe Gwinnett right now has Vanderbilt alum Kyle Wright on their team. I mean, it's just there's a lot of local flavor there. Uh, it's pretty cool, and and we're looking forward to it from a sound standpoint of just having one more really uh, unique element for fans to come to a game with a Braves affiliate on our schedule now. And you mentioned the Orlando Arcia trade, and I thought about it when I saw Hira in the sounds lineup last night. The Brewers. Got a lot of middle infielders, apparently. Yeah, it's an interesting situation. They they essentially are handing the shortstop job to Luis Urias, and with that, they they sort of further cleared the way for that by trading Arcia. And Arcia, I believe, was coming is coming to the end of his his most recent contract. He had not had a lot of offensive production the last couple of years and so I think the Brewers felt like they could make a move there and it's part of the reason after they did make that trade they still kind of covered their their bases with a poor pun uh they covered their bases by going out and signing guys like E. Strange Gordon and Logan Forsythe they just brought back Hernan Perez who's kind of a super utility man 
and and here is playing first base now. He used to play second almost exclusively now at first base. They've got Colton Wong, a really good glove guy at second base in Milwaukee. So on the middle infield, I think they love their defense. And at the AAA level, to your point, there there is a lot of depth that not just with young prospects types and they do have a shortstop at double a that we could see in a sounds uniform later this year a kid named bryce tarang who was a first rounder a couple of years ago he's kind of the next homegrown shortstop i think the brewers have coming up the pipeline but then they've got a lot of veterans who they could plug in on a moment's notice this year with with Forsyth and strange gordon and and now perez so yeah they they do have some depth around the, the middle infield and that i think that's part of the reason they thought hey if we deal Arcia, it clears the way for Urias, and we get two mid-upper 90s right-handed relief arms in Weigel and Sabatka in return from a farm system that, like I said, is known for churning out pitchers. And I, I think that's how the Brewers looked at that trade back uh, early in the season. It's going to be a really good weekend. you got a lot of great uh, promotions coming out and obviously with Yelich being in town is going to be it, it means get your tickets now folks if you are if you haven't gotten your tickets yet you better go to nationalsounds.com like pretty quick but um, we're really excited about this weekend and next week of course so make sure to check out the Nashville Sounds at First Horizon Park uh Sunday is the Johnny Cash Country Legends Racer wind-up, this little wind-up toy they're going to give out, and they're going to have all four of them throughout the year. So make sure to get out there for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, uh, Jeff, thanks so much for hanging out with us and telling us a little bit about uh, more about what's going on in Nashville Sounds world, and we look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. And uh, with a Braves affiliate coming in next week, if you guys come out to the yard, just make sure you're wearing the right hat, okay? Checking on you. <laughs> I, I, will, I will probably have my, my home plate TriStar hat on, no doubt. I may be there hatless because I, I, I may be hatless because one, I don't have a sounds cap, and two, I will probably have to remedy that while I'm there. So There you go. <laughs> guys, thanks as always. We'll, we'll talk soon. Thank yes, you. Sir. All right. Jeff him on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, play-by-play voice of the Nashville Sounds. And you can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Hem PBP. Jeff H-E-M-P-B-P. That's play-by-play on Twitter to get all of the um, updates on the Nashville Sounds. There you go. All right. Uh, the Sounds play tonight at 635. That um, is the game time for tonight and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then 205 on Sunday. Get there early for that Johnny Cash wind-up giveaway. <laughs> the man in black. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk. What do you think? Braves? I guess. I guess. All right, we'll talk about the Braves when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. 
covering the teams you care about. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, Coach Mike, Andrew Moore, all in the studio. we got a house full today. It's going to be a heck of a final 29 minutes as we are 31 minutes past the hour. And happy that you are here with us, whether you're watching on Facebook, on Twitter, or listening on WKOM or FrontPorchRadioTN.com or on the podcast that is available. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go back and listen to the podcast. You can watch it on Facebook Live, however you would like to listen or watch. We'd appreciate it. We talk a little bit about the Braves, and we got good news, which is not often. First, let me say this. First, just call me the prophet because before the Blue Jays series, I said the last time the Braves were 500 and played Blue Jays, they ended up four games behind. Well, that's where we are now. Uh, well, Only three. Okay, but we still got swept by the Blue Jays, and yes, yes, here we are. You were right. But here's the good thing. The Braves get the Brewers, and as you just heard, they won't have Christian Yelich. <laughs> At least, there's, at least there's that. Yeah, they won't have Yelich, but we'll still have our bullpen. <laughs> uh, I said good news, Coach. You didn't have to bring the, you didn't bring the party down so fast. <sighs> Debbie Downer over here. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's something you learn as a coach. You always expect the worst. That way you're always pleasantly surprised. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yep. So um, the Braves travel to Milwaukee. Um, 17 and 20 Braves playing at 20 and 19 Milwaukee. Drew Smiley. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, one and two, six one two ERA will get the start for Atlanta against Adrian Hauser, three and three with a three four four earned run average. Um, seven ten Central Time first pitch. Five fifty five pregame on our sister station one o. 3.7 WKRM FM. Um, that game will be followed with a 610 game on Saturday and a 110 game on Sunday. Um, I assume both of those will be on the air from this building as well. Yes. Okay. Yes, they'll both be on. As, as far as we know, and I, I can't imagine how. Uh, the Braves will likely be without Ronald Acuna Jr. today. You know, you say that, but we expected them to be without him on Sunday after he got hit on the hand by that pitch on Saturday night, and he was in the lineup. So I, I say that to say this. I don't count that kid out of anything, anything. at this point until a lineup comes out and he's, he's not, not in it. it. Yeah, I, I mean, he did hit the he hit first base wrong, uh, trying to leg out a. But he did come single. off under his own power. He did, and X-rays were negative. Yes, negative in one sense, positive in another. <laughs> yeah. That that always gets me confused. <laughs> I'm like, it's always positive when you get a negative X-ray. It's exactly. Yeah. It's very so, confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Ender Inciarte returns. 
while Christian Pache is on the 10-day IL with hamstring inflammation, which just further proves that apparently our strength and conditioning program is not very good. Yeah, a lot of soft tissue issues. Uh, yeah, thank you. A lot of muscles and tendons and that kind of thing, not, not bones, which is good, but still. It, it indicates that there's a breakdown somewhere. Um, so yesterday, I was, however many days old I was yesterday, when I learned that Ronald Acuna Jr. is not a junior. Yeah, look at me this way. You're about to learn, too. Ronald Acuna Jr. is his real name. His full name is actually Ronald Acuna Jr. the third. Ronald Acuna Jr. the third. That's correct. The Acuna Ronald Acuna the third. He would have be actually be the fourth. This is a so there's a junior junior somewhere. His there, dad. Huh? His dad is the junior the second. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. This has got to be a, I, I don't know what is going on, but like Acuna Jr. is the full surname. This is, should, should have been one of your stories Wednesday. Wild and wacky. <laughs> I didn't know about it till yesterday. So what you're telling me is there are four successive generations of Ronald Acuna's. That is correct. Uh, hold on. Let, let me see if I can figure out who it was that, that posted it because it was the – Weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um, Ronald Acuna's great-grandfather great is Ronald okay. Acuna. Paul Bird, from right to left, is <laughs> Ronald Acuna Jr. the second, Mom Maria to young Ronald Acuna Jr. the fourth, brother Kenny Acuna and cousin Kelvin Escobar, who won 100 games in the major leagues. And then someone said, this is so confusing. It doesn't seem too hard, but I'm lost. Ronald Acuna Jr. the third plays for the Braves. Acuna Jr. the third's dad is Acuna Jr. the second. The young child in the blanket is Ronald Acuna Jr. the third's son, Ronald Acuna Jr. the fourth. So they passed the junior, junior name as a down surname. as opposed to the last name. He just, surname. Yeah. They just added junior, junior to the surname. <laughs> so there was a Ronald Acuna... <laughs> There's a Ronald Acuna Jr., which was there's a Ronald Acuna Jr. the second, and number thirteen for the Braves is Ronald Acuna Jr. the third. That's correct. And he has a son. Yes, the fourth. Ronald Acuna Jr. the fourth. Wow. And he's adorable. Wow. Well, of course he <laughs> of is. Of course. It's the weirdest thing, y'all. Wow. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was weird. I didn't oh, know. Oh goodness gracious! I don't guess they have to worry too much about naming their kids once. They <laughs> well, not the first one. Yeah, you say at least the first one. <laughs> so, it's like, all which right. I, I guess this is better than George Foreman, who had like four boys named <laughs> George, George Foreman. Foreman. So at least they're only doing it once per generation. Oh man! Because you mentioned there's a Kenny Acuna. Uh, uh, there is a <laughs> hold on <laughs> I think so yes there's his brother Ronnie's Ronnie's brother or Ronnie Ronnie Jr. the third's brother <laughs> it's Kenny 
Oh my God! They killed Cam. <laughs> and he's very young, uh. by the way. Like he's he's probably eleven, twelve. I mean, based on this picture. And how would you like to be going to school as Ronald Acuna Jr. the third's brother? How cool would that be? That would be awesome. Uh, that's legendary status right there. <laughs> Wonder if he's got. Uh, I wonder if he's got a big chain with a thirteen on it. I don't know, but Kelvin Mescobar's hat. He's wearing it backwards and has the big gold one three on the back of the hat. So that's pretty cool. Well, if there's a gold one three on the back of the hat, then that's the only way you would wear it. Is and backwards. Then, and there's a Venezuelan flag on the side, I think. So. Anyway, killing the game. It, it, it was the weirdest thing. When I saw it, I, I was like, i got to talk about this tomorrow because this is wild. <laughs> well, and the thing is, by talking about this, then you've prevented us from talking about the 8-4 loss yesterday in which the Atlanta bullpen did what the Atlanta bullpen does. So, yeah, good job. <sighs> I don't even N- know. Nice diversion there. And, and so we'll continue to divert Let's this just... day in Braves history. <laughs> <laughs> Moving oh, right along. <laughs> exactly. On May 14th, 1988, Jose Oquendo became the first non-pitcher to get a major league decision. Thanks to the Braves, it was a loss. 19 nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> 7 to 5 in 19 innings. There was a 19 in there somewhere. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? Oh, dang, 19 nothing. No yeah. wonder he got the loss. Yeah. <laughs> After pitching three scoreless innings in an extra inning marathon against Atlanta, the Cardinals utility man gives up a two run double to Ken Griffey Sr. The not first. junior, yeah. The, <laughs> senior the, the one. Third. Senior the one. Yeah, senior the one, yeah. In the top of the 19th to suffer the loss at Bush Stadium, at the old Bush Stadium. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that King Griffey Jr. or King Griffey Sr. played for the Braves, but, like, I wasn't old, old enough to, to, to know it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I remember, like, seeing some baseball cards or whatever. They it's weren't, just weird. They weren't very good then. No fault of his. They just weren't very good. But that was past his days with the Reds and yeah. before his days with the Mariners when he played with. With Junior, the first. <laughs> yeah. Or Senior, the second. So however you want to do it. Yeah. Oh, goodness. That's nuts. Oh. Uh, well, that's a, that's a good one. 19 innings. I, I, we've seen it. I mean, we've seen it happen. Well, dude, dude pitched three scoreless. Yeah, I was gonna say for a for a, for utility, a utility player. Guy. Yeah, that's that's a heck of a utility knife. <laughs> Unfortunately, they sent him back out there for a fourth. <laughs> yeah, it was that second time through the lineup. Boom, got him every time. Boom, yeah, <laughs> it'll get you every time. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes are talking trash. I'll tell you what they're saying on the other side of a break. We'll take a quick one, and it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. We're coming to you live from the Lee Company studio. We'll be right back. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. It's uh, 15 minutes, quarter till, and we've got one final segment for the week. This is the segment that we all love. Not really. Because this is the one that we get off on crazy tangents, although the last one got a little wild, too. Well, we do we do love this segment because it is the final segment of the week. Final segment of the week. We typically love this segment because it's time to get silly with T. Willie, but apparently he has um, Previous better things to do <laughs> yeah, well, today. <laughs> That's a that's a great song, by the way. If you've never, I got better things to do. Yeah. yeah, wash my car in the rain, change my new guitar strings, uh, mow the yard just the same as I did yesterday. Terry Clark, great, great stuff. Um, for some NASCAR news, Martin Truex Jr. took home the checkered flag from Darlington. Uh, so, there's that. Where are they at this weekend? Delaware. Delaware, Dover. <laughs> so all three. Uh, yes, there will be a Cup Series and Xfinity Series at Dover. Uh, that will be tomorrow at twelve thirty on FS1. So the trucks are tonight. The trucks are. Uh, no, they are not racing. Oh, so it's only two. No trucks. So when I said all three. Then the answer wrong. was no. It was apparently okay. not. They said there would be no math. <sighs> Get you every time. Yep. But uh, so the Carolina Hurricanes are talking <laughs> trash. And as Bailey at NSH Bailey on Twitter replied to them, she is more deeply offended by this particular tweet than literally anything else they could have said. At Preds NHL, congrats on having the second best barbecue in the playoff field. Now, I'll give them credit. They they put us ahead of St. Louis. <laughs> Which is questionable to say the least. Unless they're saying St. Louis is number one. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not number two, which is what I'm thinking here. So now, so Carolina <laughs> sent this to Preds. Congratulations yes. for having the second best barbecue in the field. That's what they say. Well, it's not. Is, it's not just Nashville that they insulted with that. I would dare say, like you said, St. Louis is Dallas in the field. No. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. So they 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 did this whole thread. Okay, that was just their trash to us. Mm-hmm. Um. Before the Stanley Cup playoffs begin and rivalries intensify, we figured we'd spread some kindness throughout hockey Twitter. Uh, NHL, we can't wait for the best postseason in sports. At Avalanche, y'all are quite presidential because they won the President's Cup. Edmonton Oilers just says Connor McDavid. Uh, Maple Leafs, your fans are so passionate it took 15 months for them to get out of our mentions after the David Ayers game when the, 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 the guy who basically came in and from stocking shelves and – Mm-hmm. And play yeah. goalie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, NHL Bruins, y'all are y'all are just always good, huh? 
Penguins, thanks for helping Quiznos donate to our foundation. <laughs> Golden Knights, Viva the team that has never missed the playoffs. The Islanders, no better way to say goodbye to the Coliseum than a playoff run. Uh, the Panthers, you are second favorite Panthers, but it's close. Carolina, I assume, is number one. I would think. Uh, Minnesota Wild, y'all are wild in a good way. Everybody gets some kindness, mm-hmm. except. Well, I guess they thought they were being kind. Oh, I, I, I'm telling you, it went. <laughs> it, it went. It way ran all long. over some folks, huh? Teresa Walker. I mean, isn't this something that Memphis and Nashville fans can all disagree with together? You'd like to think that this would unite Memphis and Nashville. If anything yes, could, yes. <laughs> talk yes. trash about our barbecue. Uh, yeah. Because them's fighting words, and this comes on the heels of oh, the worst barbecue map in the history of I think America. That must be where it, that must be where it came from, actually, because Charlotte was listed on that map, and no city in Tennessee was, which means that I will never use TripAdvisor for. Any trip advice. You know what's uh, wild though is that, I mean, I, I actually use like I, I review on TripAdvisor. Like I'm past tense. One of their, you know, top reviewers or whatever. Well, not anymore because apparently anybody on there has zero. The last the last time I used TripAdvisor, I fell flat on my face. So. It's I, not, did get, it's I, did, not, I did get tripped. It's not silly with T. Willie, but it's it's close. <laughs> it was it was close. In other words, don't give up my day job. <laughs> just just yeah, you just keep just pushing stay, stay, the buttons. You just stay keep in my lane, huh? Pushing the buttons. Uh, Ty Cobb, Columbia oh. Fire Chief Ty Cobb, haters gonna hate. Nobody can touch Tennessee barbecue east to west. Go Preds. I graduated from the University of Memphis. Best barbecue made me a fat college student. <laughs> so, did he graduate from the University of Memphis, or did he graduate from Memphis State? I think he knows where he graduated from. <laughs> yeah, uh, but a lot of people call it. <laughs> you got a question? You gonna question what's on this man's t- t- diploma? I'm just curious. Because, like, a lot of people don't know that Memphis State is Memphis State. Like, they would think it was something different than the University of Memphis. So I'm curious if, if he was just trying to, you know, talk down to them because they need they, – they probably need to be as, as Wait a minute. general he, as possible. His text is bubbling right now. So I, I, I imagine he's getting ready to respond. I would like to know. Did he graduate from Memphis or Memphis State? I want to know if he was condescending to the Carolina Hurricanes that they needed the simplest <laughs> explanation possible. Well, yes. Stand by. But that being said, but we got eight University minutes. of Memphis, 2005. Ah, <laughs> dead I was really hoping it was a condescending. <laughs> like, like they wouldn't know Memphis State. They, they would think it's something different. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, anyway, they clearly don't have any idea what they're doing over there. I'm going to refrain from calling it Tiger High out of respect Tiger. for Tiger. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Um, real quick, I, I, I did want to get to the Titans, but... Uh, it has been announced. It's official. Former Summertown football coach Leslie Moat has been announced as the new head football coach at Collinwood and will take over the Trojans program. In place of Scotty Hanna, who made the playoffs. five playoff 
appearances in six years and got fired. So, congrats to Coach Con- Moat. Congrats to Coach Moat and um, wish him well down in Wayne County. So, but, but that's yeah. <clears throat> just wanted to get that in there because it's. Okay. Just well, happened to get come across. Well, uh, before Donovan we, Stewart, by the way, at examine underscore stew with that. Um, one more thing before we get to the Titans. The WNBA begins its season this weekend. 25th year of the WNBA. Congratulations to them. They are on the cover of the upcoming Sports Illustrated, um, specifically Candace Parker, Aja Wilson, and Sue Bird. On that cover, so want to. Did you hear what Diana Taurasi said to the folks who are saying that this is going to be her last year? She said, "Can't old folks dream too?" <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, because Diana Taurasi's so old, huh? I guess in basketball player years, whatever. But this is the same woman that I saw literally switch hands in the middle of a jump shot and from her right to her left and make a shot. So, um, yeah, you can do whatever you need to, Diana. She can play a little bit. You do you. Uh, 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 I'm not a huge UConn fan. I'm not a UConn fan at all. I'm a Diana Trossi fan. But, you know, i got to give her her props. That girl. Oof. Uh, Or woman now. (laughs) Woman for quite some time, actually. Uh, Andrew, tell me this. What game are you most looking forward to on the Tennessee Titans schedule today, or this year? You know that week one matchup against the Cardinals, which is a home game. Finally, the Titans get a home opener. Um, That's going to be a really exciting game, I think. Um, The game against the Rams, I think, is going to be good. I think uh, the Rams are going to do some stuff. That's a Sunday night football? Yeah, a Sunday night in L.A. Um, I always enjoy it when we play the Niners. They're kind of – if I had a secondary team, it would be the Niners. Um, like That's on the Thursday before Christmas. Correct, correct. And uh, I think that Dolphins game is really intriguing, too. I think they're an up-and-coming team. It'll be interesting to see who's a quarterback for them well, by, the, by the end. Because yeah. I don't think it's going to be Tua. Uh, I think it's got to be. At some point, they're going to have to throw him out there for a full year and just say, go learn or and, and just give him a or, year. Or either he finds out or they find out, right. you yeah. know, one or the other. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. We'll see. But it's 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 a tough looking seventeen game schedule this year. Um, and I guess with nine home games this year, that means that they will only have eight next year. Because surely you got to balance that out. So, I mean, you got you got the Colts twice. You have Buffalo. You have Kansas City. You have you got Rams. Buffalo, Kansas City back to back. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course you you got Pittsburgh, which is always a tough game for us. And that that Dolphins game is going to be tough. Um, so I mean, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a good year, I'm hoping. It's going we, to be a tough one. But as Chris said yesterday, we are refraining from any predictions based <laughs> on the schedule yes. because, as as someone tweeted, if you didn't predict the Bengals beating the Titans or what was the other game, the, Bill, the Titans, beating, Titans the Bills. beating the Bills, then just shut up. Right. So there you go. Yeah. Should be. A, a fun season. I, I'm looking forward to um, – personally, I'm looking forward to that Jets game because I, I'm really curious to see, you know, Zach Wilson and how awful that's going to be. He may not even be the quarterback by week four. Um, 
And then, of course, like you said, that 49ers game is going to be mm-hmm. really interesting. And we that's haven't a, beaten in 12 years, I think. And that's a Thursday night game? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. on Amazon Prime or whatever. <laughs> However you get Thursday night football now, I don't, I don't know. Uh, this Titans schedule is – it's a playoff schedule. It's a, it's a schedule they should be – I mean, the Titans should make the playoffs based on this schedule, especially because we still don't know what Deshaun Watson's going to do. Right. I don't know that it's in Deshaun Watson's hands at this point. That's what I'm saying. We don't yeah. we don't know what they're gonna. I mean, because if if they don't do anything with him, he may tell him to take a hike. And uh, somebody else may be telling him to go somewhere. He's okay with that. That's no, what he wants. No. Not under football. these circumstances. <laughs> Out of football. That's fine. I don't. I, as far as that goes, eh, I just – it is what it is. I, I just – I'm not speculating on that because I just feel like it was awfully – Timely. Timely. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So that's why I'm just going to – I'm going to pretend until until that is completed, I'm not, I'm not even going to speculate. So there you go. That's going to do it for the show, folks. This is – the end of the week. We'll be back on Monday morning, though, 9 o'clock. And we will be talking about high school playoffs. It's playoff time, baby. Playoffs? You need playoffs? You talking about playoffs? So join us. If you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast, sm-tnsports.com, for all your local sports coverage. For Coach Mike and Mo Patton and Andrew Moore, I am Chris Yow saying have a great day. Stay cool, Columbia. Cool